Hello and welcome back to Gentle Man, redefining manhood in the 21st century. My name is Arjuna. I'm your host. Today, I want to talk about something I read about on Reddit, which sparked my interest. I thought there was a lot to discuss there. And what it was was a post by a trans man, a young trans man, 19 years old. And the post said, I recently transitioned and I'm feeling some anxiety about hanging out with other men. I'm worried that because I wasn't socialized male, I'm not going to fit in. I'm not going to know what to do. I'm not going to know what to say. I'm worried that I'm going to be weird, that other men aren't going to like me, and as a consequence, that I'm going to struggle to make friends with other men. This really interested me, so I'm going to unpack that a little bit and see where it takes us. The first thing that I wanted to say to this young trans man was, hey, relax, most men don't know what they're doing with other men either. This is really something that I have come to understand in my adulthood as a man. In childhood, you're often in school or in your neighborhood or wherever it is that you hang out. You're often forced into socializing whether you want to or not. You're forced into these contrived environments where you have to spend all day with your classmates. Maybe you have after-school activities. Maybe there are outside-of-school activities that your parents put you into. Maybe you have camp. But regardless, you have all of these parts of your life in which you're forced to make friends with people. And oftentimes, you are kind of forced into these groupings with people of your same gender or your same perceived gender. So we get this a lot in our childhoods where we have to do this. We have to make friends. We have to learn how to engage with people. But I think what happens in adulthood is a lot of men will reach adulthood and they will realize that they haven't really developed the skill set for making new friends and especially friends with other men. It's an interesting thing, and I've, it's been on my mind for a while because I have wanted to know why this is. It's not unique to men by any means. However, I have noticed that men can be particularly plagued with it or particularly challenged by it, and I want to discuss a couple of my theories as to why that is. First of all, men struggle with feeling vulnerable is what it comes down to. And the fact is that feeling like you don't have enough friends or feeling like you're struggling to make friendships or feeling like you want to be closer with other people and especially with people who you're not attracted to or, who pe or people who society thinks you're not supposed to be attracted to men hanging out with other men in this example. There's this vulnerability there. When you're wanting friends and when you're struggling to connect with other people, I think it falls into the category of help. Like you need help, whether you're asking for it or not, you're occupying that territory. And so many men struggle to ask for help and they struggle to reach out when they need something. It's part of this whole mythology of the man as being independent, self-sufficient, emotionally impervious to pain. What this archetype ends up with is men who are very lonely. I mean, when your ideal man is a loner, when your ideal man doesn't say very much, when your ideal man isn't very vulnerable, doesn't ask for help, 
when your ideal man does whatever he wants, which is oftentimes riding off into the sunset on his horse, stuff like this. It's not hard to see why when it comes time to just go out into the world, meet some people, be nice to some people, hopefully they'll be nice to you, that can be hard for some men. So that's a big part of it. The vulnerability piece is a big part of it. Another part of it is a lot of men have traumatic experiences with other men growing up. I would put some of them on this scale that I would call micro-trauma. It's a little bit like microaggressions. A lot of men will have these micro-traumas with other men. You know, it happens on the playground, it happens in the locker room. Any boy who's spent any time in male locker rooms will tell you that they're kind of harrowing places. There's a lot of teasing, there's a lot of roughhousing. I mean, I've lost track of the number of times I've been slammed up against a locker in the locker room. I got decked in the face once in the locker room. It's a tough place. It really is. And especially it's a place where you're getting undressed. And again, where you're getting vulnerable. Men, boys can sense that, that it's a vulnerable place and they're more likely to pick on you there. And the kind of picked on that you get there hurts worse because you're isolated. You're usually away from teachers. You're away from the rest of your peers. It's just you and the other boys. So there's a lot of traumatic stuff that happens in locker rooms. In general, there's this experience that a lot of men have growing up where they just don't feel very safe around other men. And when you add homophobia to this, the fear of being called a fag, the fear of anyone misconstruing your attention and even your affection as being sexual in nature, and the violence that can come from that, that's also often buried in the psyche of men. So through various ways and means, men end up feeling really unsafe with other men. They don't forget the cumulative toll of being picked on, of being roughhoused with, the various violences that they experience from other boys and men growing up, the homophobic slurs, the various machismos which boys put upon each other and expect of each other. A lot of men aren't into it is the thing. I think there's this misconception that all men have some degree of enjoyment around being rough, around wrestling, around teasing, bullying, calling each other names. It's really not true. It's really not. I mean, so many men just hate it. They just can't wait to get away from it. I remember graduating from high school was such a relief. I was just so sick of dealing with the bullshit from my classmates, and so much of that came from the other boys in my class. I just, I didn't feel safe. I remember coming back to my high school a year after I graduated, and I was walking through the corridors, and I just had this profound feeling of anxiety come over me. And it, it was subtle, but it was profound and it was reality altering. And what I realized was that I had never felt safe in my high school. And incidentally, it was the safest school I'd ever gone to as well. I mean, my earlier years were even worse. 
But being back there and walking down the hallways, I felt so self-conscious. I felt so worried I was being judged. I felt worried that someone was going to taunt me at any moment or was going to body check me or punch me or look over their shoulder and gossip about me or whatever it was. There was just so much of that happening. And it really affects a person growing up. And so when you reach adulthood and you're used to that kind of environment, it can make it very difficult to want to reach out and connect with other people. So I think the challenge with vulnerability, challenge with asking for help, a lived history of micro trauma and aggression from your other men, from your peers, this ever-present fear of homophobia, these are all things that really contribute to men struggling to connect with each other and feeling bashful about it. What happens for a lot of men is when they do overcome those hurdles and when they do through one means or another, maybe they go out and they meet some people or they have coworkers they hang out with or however it is that they make friendships. Once they do cross that hurdle, they can then be faced with this challenge of, wow, okay, now I'm here. How do I actually connect with other men? And because of this history of homophobia and, and trauma and whatever it is, it can be quite hard to just make an authentic connection with another man. It can be hard. And you see this all the time where you'll have groups of men hanging out and they'll bluster about for a while. And there's a lot of joking and bantering and frankly, a lot of dumb stuff going on. And it'll take a while before some man will start to talk about something that's sensitive or men will bring things up in hushed tones. They'll share an opinion that might be sensitive or they'll ask a question of other men. They'll ask for advice or they'll let in on how their relationship's been challenging or how work's been challenging or some insecurity they have. And you'll notice that it's like men are so hungry for this. They're so hungry for it. And the reason is because humans are hungry for it. Everybody wants this. Everybody wants to have friends and be in an environment in which they can be more authentic, in an environment which feels safe, in an environment which feels like they can bring more of themselves and have the more valuable interactions, the interactions which actually help you, which actually move you forward in life, the interactions which mature you, the interactions which are memorable, the ones that you look back on, the ones that aren't small talk, basically. Going back to this trans man and his question, it really brought all of that up for me. And it brought up for me how even if you're socialized male, men kind of suck at it. They suck at hanging out with each other, being good friends to each other. I don't have the experience myself of transitioning. And I don't have the experience, for example, of being socialized female in your culture and then transitioning to being a male. And I imagine that it comes with a fair share of challenges. 
I also wonder, now this is just a wondering, if it comes with some benefit too in the form of not having had quite the same history of male-on-male trauma. Now, I know that men also do many traumatic things to women as well. So I think it could bring a whole different set of challenges. But I also wonder if it also brings a set of opportunities if it might actually help a trans man connect with other men because of being socialized with a bit more vulnerability, being socialized in an environment where it's a bit more encouraged to have intimate connections with your peers, which some women have. Some women are socialized that way. But that's speculation. What I would want to say to that trans man is, boy, a lot of men are trying to figure this out. A lot of men are making it up as they go. Most of the time, there is not a rule book for it. It's not like you are born a man and you get given a guide, which is how to behave like a man, how to do man stuff. Now, definitely you get a lot. You get a lot of training through socialization. Don't get me wrong. There are a lot of rules and a lot of them are nonverbal. So I'm not saying that there isn't an established history there. But what I'm saying is that a lot of people who were socialized men who grew up male will reach maturity and they'll have the same question that you do. They'll have the same question that that trans person was asking, which is basically, how do I connect with other men? I don't feel good at it. I don't feel like I know what I'm doing. I really wish, I think some men actually wish that there were more guidebooks they could read that would clue them in. One of the things about this which I want to explore is that I actually think that some of the so-called rules, like if there were rules to hanging out with the guys, for example, I think some of those are dissolving in modern cultures. There's this shift, there's a global shift going on, and I think it manifests differently in cultures across the world But I think it is common across the world that men are just looking around and realizing being a man doesn't mean now what it meant even 20 years ago, let alone 100 years ago. It's very different. The landscape is changing. Expectations are changing. Behaviors are changing. A lot of men feel a bit displaced. They feel uncomfortable. They feel like there isn't a book, there isn't a guidebook that they can look to to tell them how to behave, to tell them how to be, to tell them what to aspire to. So it's a vulnerable time for men. They are really having to make it up as they go a lot of the time. I also think that a lot of the roadmaps that do exist are just, they're not really cutting it. And I would argue they didn't really cut it. But I think especially now in light of cultural changes, they're really being revealed as the anachronistic constructs that they were. There's this conception of what men do when they get together, which is dying and I think it needs to die. It goes something like this. It's some version of maybe the smoking room, the man cave, the bar, whatever it is, where you, you, know, you get your dudes together in a dudely environment, whatever that means to you. You start drinking and maybe you're shooting guns or you're playing pool or you're playing video games. If you're active, maybe you're just skateboarding or riding your bikes or 
whatever your version of it is, but you, you congregate with your dudes. There's usually alcohol or other substances involved. There's a lot of bullshitting. Usually there's that expectation that a certain amount of misogynistic conversation is going to go on talking about women you'd like to have sex with or sharing superficial opinions about women, various amounts of inappropriate conversation on other topics as well. There's a general expectation of coarseness. You'll often hear men conspiratorially sharing inappropriate or shameful opinions they have that they feel like they can't share in general company because they're a bit too coarse or they're a bit too inappropriate in one way or another. There's a fair amount of this that still goes on. There's a fair amount of this, like when you show up to hang out with the guys, there's this expectation that you're going to be able to carry on this way. There's this expectation that men can kind of let it all hang out and that what that means to them is having a safer space for them to be various levels of uncouth or gross or disrespectful or problematic or inappropriate. But what I want to communicate here is that this is kind of an archetype. When taken to its logical conclusion, it's like you imagine maybe like the man cave with the smoking jackets and the whiskey and the conversations about women and conversations about money. And maybe you go out shooting afterwards. And it's just, yeah, I don't even exactly know where this comes from. But there's this idea about what it is that men are supposed to do when they get together. I just want to reassure not only the trans man who wrote that Reddit post, but also any man listening to this, that you do not have to be that man to make friends with men. You don't have to ever engage with any of that in order to be a man in your culture. You just don't. Like I said before, it's, it's an anachronistic notion and it's on the way out. What I want to say is that whoever you are as a man, there are other men out there who want to connect the way that you want to connect. I know this for a fact. I've spent a lot of time hanging out with men, and I feel this real yearning in men to have more authentic connections, a real yearning to be more vulnerable, a real yearning to have more safety, to just open up and talk about their experiences, and really just to connect, just to connect with other men and have that feeling of camaraderie. A real camaraderie is generative, not degenerative. A real camaraderie comes from building bonds and building trust, doing things together that feel good, doing things together that raise the spirit, cooperating, collaborating, helping, you know, just helping each other out. This is what friendship is at its core. It's what men need to rediscover or just focus on the bits of it that are already good that they already have. Even something simple like going and playing some basketball, going and playing some soccer. A lot of men enjoy physical activity, working out, going on a run. If you're an active person, it can be a really great way to connect with other men. The key is, though, the trying to find men and move in a direction of spending time with people who have a positive bearing, who aren't competitive. 
competition is really something that comes up a lot with men and in male-only spaces. This kind of idea of we can't just go and work out together. We have to be competing. We can't just go on a run. One of us has to be trying to win the race. Or even we can't just kick back and play video games together and just have fun. Like one of us needs to be the best. And if they're not being the best, they're going to kind of throw a temper tantrum or be sulky or be salty or lord it over the other men. That's a pitfall that you can have. And you don't have to put up with that. You really don't. It's not endemic to the male experience that you have to be competitive or that you have to put up with other men who are. If you've been enjoying the Gentleman Podcast, I'd like to ask you for your help. Growing a community and an online presence takes a lot of participation from listeners such as yourself to really help things take off. If you value this show and it has been meaningful in your life, help me out by doing one of the following. Leaving me a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever it is that you listen. Recommending it via word of mouth to your friends and family is another massive way that you can help this podcast grow. Following on social media and liking the content, Gentleman Podcast is our Instagram handle. You can also find us on YouTube at Gentleman Podcast, three words. I really appreciate your help and your support. It's one of the things that will help me to keep making this content and to keep making it better as well. Thank you. My message is really about men discovering the kind of manhood that they want and trying to find and make connections with other men who feel aligned with that. It really is about self-discovery and it really is vulnerable. Some of the most vulnerable experiences can actually be when you as a person realize that what you've already been doing or the people that you've already been hanging out with or the person that you have been being is not what you want. When you take a look around and you say, these friends, these friends aren't good for me, or this relationship isn't good for me, or this whole scene that I'm in, whatever it is that I'm interested in is not good for me. I'm just not meeting the people I want to meet here. I'm not learning the things I want to learn. I'm not having the experiences I want to have, or I just, maybe you just have a vague general feeling of toxicity in your life. You walk away from socializing or you walk away from your daily activities, whatever they are, just feeling worse rather than better. That can be really vulnerable. It can be really challenging to just look around and say, you know, I don't want to have these friends anymore. I want to find new friends. I want to find friends that feel better aligned with me. I want to spend time around people who really listen to me. I want to spend time around people who aren't always talking over me or who aren't always bullying me or who aren't always trying to fit me into the kind of masculinity that they want. There's a lot of peer pressure around masculinity. There's a lot of peer pressure to act like other men, to talk like other men. There's a lot of peer pressure to disrespect women like other men do. There's a lot of pressure to keep up with men's sexual exploits. There's a lot of pressure to aspire to and achieve the things that your other men friends aspire to and want to achieve. Again, there's some of that competitive nature coming out. It can be really hard to turn away from that. 
That's an important part of this too. It's not just about making new friends, but it's about learning when to retire the friendships you already have that aren't working out for you and the relationships that you have that aren't working out for you. Easier said than done, but it's all a part of the long, slow, gradual process of maturation and of becoming a self-actualized person and really becoming a person who is wanting to live a life by design more, of wanting to say, what kind of a life do I want to have and what kind of empowered action can I take, either large or small, to gradually move myself towards the kind of life that I actually want to have. And I just want to remind anyone listening to this, and especially any man listening to this, you can be the kind of man that you want to be. You can be the kind of man that in your heart you really feel like manhood should be. I want to encourage you to move towards that. And I want to encourage you to try not to take your male aspirations from the dominant male culture that you're seeing around you. Because I guarantee you, almost no matter where you live, the kind of behavior that's being modeled to you, that's being sold to you, the kind of role models that you have for good male behavior are failing you. They are leading you astray. They are in various forms keeping you afraid. They're actually disempowering you. They're holding you back. I almost guarantee it. If you are not actively seeking an expression of manhood, which is compassionate, which is gentle, which is nonviolent, which is cooperative, which is generative, which tries to create something rather than destroy something, I can almost guarantee you that you won't find that in the dominant culture that you grew up with. You will probably have to take steps towards creating it in your life or finding it in your life. And it will probably be difficult. It will probably involve some amount of struggle and some amount of convincing other people in your life that you want to do something different with your life. However, it will also be worth it. It will be worth it. And to the young trans man who wrote that post on Reddit, I just want to say you can be the kind of man that you want to be. Whenever it was, whether you have felt this way your whole life or whether you have discovered it at some point along the way, whatever that impulse was that made you think, I'm a man and I want to change my life in a way that reflects that, that communicates to other people that I'm a man. I want you to just follow that, explore that, tug on that, learn about it. Manhood is a learning. Even when you're socialized male, even when you're raised expected to be a man, it's still a learning. It's confusing. A lot of men are right there with you. They're not having the same experience you're having, but they are having an experience of confusion. They are having an experience of challenge, an experience of learning. And it can feel very, very vulnerable. Even with male privilege, even belonging to the gender that the patriarchy is, right? Belonging to the male gender of the patriarchy, even with all of that behind you, it can be challenging. Some of that male privilege can work against you being a fully actualized person. It really can. And so it hurts everybody. It really does. I think that's enough for this episode, and I hope to catch you for the next one. Mm-hmm.